It's the SRA Success Cast podcast, and on today's episode, we're talking with Jolene Watson from Clarity Coaching about how to develop and maintain a success mindset. All right, Sean Cummings here, Director of Education at the Saskatchewan Realtors Association. This is our fabulous success cast. I'm here with Jolene Watson from Clarity Coaching, and we're going to be talking about mindset and how that impacts your performance and how it's intrinsically connected with your performance. Thanks for taking time to do this today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me and happy Friday. Yeah, thank gosh, it's Friday. You know, Jolene, you've been you've been you've been working with realtors for a long time, as you did through the the, the Saskatoon board. So you, you've you've come to our uh, uh, you know educational events. You've done boatloads of presentations. You know, I can't think of anybody better suited to talk about this as a, as a as a topic because you know this is so so important for our members. I truly believe, and I I mean I've done commission sales before as well. I was a I, I have to, I had to do that because I was teaching it. And, and I know how hard it is to have your head in the right place all the time. So, so what is your experience and how do you manage that for your business? Cause you're, you're very similar. You're self-employed too. Yeah. If you're self-employed as an entrepreneur, you're, you also work on commission. So realtors are definitely entrepreneurs. How I, how I've got through COVID too, that's been a little bit rough on a lot of people is definitely mindset. Eight years ago, when I decided to get my Myers-Briggs profiling done, so my personality type, what I learned that day has really stuck with me and helped with my mindset. And that is the platinum rule, number one. So to treat people the way they want to be treated, you take things a lot less personally if you know that people have totally different communication styles, different personality types, different values. So that's number one with mindset is to realize people aren't like you and we have to be able to adapt our behaviors to the person in front of us. That mindset alone has made me extremely successful as an entrepreneur. And in terms of working on commission, of course, the networking etiquette courses that I teach, it's all about connections, meeting people, getting them to know that you exist, to get them to like you, trust you, and refer you. Yeah, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad you brought up COVID because, you know, anybody that says it's not having an impact on their mental health is probably having some mental health challenges because it's affecting everybody. I mean, my, my daughter, you know, called me, she's going to Dalhousie and I'm, I don't get to see her all year, right? Because she's there and and, you know, even, even her is like, dad, can you get me a new watch? Cause she just wanted something to help her feel better. And maybe sometimes people have to give themselves permission to do something nice for themselves throughout this. Cause this whole thing, quite frankly, sucks. It does. And on the mental health side, absolutely. Don't forget about you. And so many people care for the others around them, their families, their coworkers, making sure everyone's okay. And sometimes we forget about ourselves and, you know, it's, it's okay to ask, what do I need right now? Right. And it's interesting because, you know, with this is a high performance industry. Absolutely. You're out there, you're in the public. It's a scary time for people. Uh, and and uh, at the same time, you know, a realtor has to build a relationship with someone. They have to get someone to like and trust them. Um, we talk about the, the concept of discoverability here when we do training at the SRA with new members and how do people find you, you know, because I think that's the starting point for a lot of folks. But just to actually, you know, pick up the phone and do cold calls or something like that, how does one 
focus on trying to overcome because I think a lot of that is driven by fear, you know, fear yeah. of rejection or fear of object or of fear of objections themselves. How do you overcome that? So I'm not a fan of cold calling. However, it works. I'm a huge fan of showing up to events, shaking hands, getting to know people and asking for in-person coffee. Now with Zoom, that has been very difficult because most of the events have been canceled right to the end of the year. However, 90% of those events have gone online and a lot of people aren't attending those events. That's also a great opportunity to connect with others through the chat room to add them on LinkedIn and then ask for an in-person coffee. So again, cold calling is definitely a great way for realtors to reach out or having websites when people visit because then you know there's already interest. There's lots of pathways you can take. But again, what I teach and what I truly believe in Saskatchewan especially is you need to get in front of the other person either via Zoom or in person. And coffee shops are open now. So I have been seeing a lot of clients one-to-one and we practice social distancing and it's working very well. Yeah, our members are, 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 are similarly, you know, they're masked up, they're doing everything under the guidelines that have been you know, made available for them. Um, and, and so I can't even imagine how that, that element um, can affect a person and how they're feeling. Because quite frankly, they're high performance people, they've got to be on all the time. And, yeah. and that's got to be a struggle. We, I mean, we've got members from all walks of life. We've got single mom members with kids. We've got, we've got people with, you know, uh, happy families and both people working. And, and you know, we've, we've got members from every walk of life. But one thing I do know from my own experience is, is that there's, there's strategies that you need to sort of do every day to sort of get yourself ready to go, you know, to, to be yes. able to perform. Um, and, and what kinds of things do you do, Jolene, to get yourself on in the in the zone or whatever you want to call it <laughs> well you know music i always talk about anchoring and it works and it absolutely changes your physiological state and not to date myself but i still make cds on itunes and i have happy playlists in my car at all times because if you're having a down day or you've had some rejections it can be really hard on your ego but also your mental health so playing a song that reminds you of the past something nostalgic something that makes you happy can literally change your physiological state immediately so that's one thing that i do positive affirmations testimonies that is something that is huge when you're having a really bad day especially for realtors is to look at the testimonies that your clients have given you in the past to remember why you're doing what you're doing. Because on bad days, sometimes we forget about that. Oh, you know, I'm so glad you brought that up. Uh, and I'm bad for that too. I think it's human nature. We, we, we only focus on the minority of things that, that seem to be the biggest issues. And when in fact, you know, they're not the biggest issues. Um, and that's, you know, that's a strategy that I think everybody struggles with because quite frankly, if you're a realtor that's been in business for a few years, you've already proven yourself that you can go out there, meet people, build connections, build relationships and get people to like and trust you. So I think that's a really great strategy is just to remind yourself what other people, you know, look at those testimonials and things. Um, do you, how much, how much, um, how much importance do you think it is for, for uh, a, a, anybody in commission sales to, to utilize like technology, just when they're driving the car, I just bought a new car. It's got Android auto, right? So I'm like podcast, Evan, you know, you can listen to podcasts all the time. That's what we're doing. We're recording a podcast too. Um, how effective are those things, do you think, to, to get you in sort of a good zone, good frame of mind before you get out there and, and succeed? 
extremely important. I live in Regina and Saskatoon, so I'm always on the highway. And my Bluetooth is okay, but I prefer not to do phone calls while I'm driving so I can focus. But I always listen to podcasts or Tony Robbins is my favorite speaker. I have over 200 hours of his material. And for 18 years now, I've been listening to his material, which has really transformed my mindset into thinking on the positive side. And my cousin, Darcy Lang, I've listened to her multiple times, focus on the positive 90. There's no better message than that for right now as well. So I got another question for you. It's a, it's a quote that I, I can't remember. I pulled this quote, but I've incorporated it into our new member training because we do a bit of you know, sales marketing and mindset training in the new member course. Um, I really believe that if you, if you look like a success, you're going to start to feel like a success. If you start to feel like a success, you're going to start to act like a success. If you start to act like, like a success, you're going to find successful results. Do you think there's some truth to that? Yes, 100%. When I teach my networking seminar, one of the tips I give, and it sounds so trivial, but it does make a difference, is I carry a handheld steamer with me at all times in my vehicle and at both locations so that I always look on and body posture, how you walk into a room, how you present yourself, your vocal inflection, all of these things make it impact immediately when you meet someone new. In about three to five seconds, people do tend to judge us. So those are easy things that we can do when we show up to be extremely professional. Do you think, it, do you think it's true that you never get a second chance to make a good first impression? Depends on who you're working with. For instance, somebody who truly understands intent versus perception, that people don't always come across the way they mean to. I give a lot of grace when I meet people. If they're in a bad mood the first time I meet them, I give them a second chance. So it does matter who you meet with, but it's also good to know that people can judge us within three to five seconds. So even if you're tired or not in the best mood, smile, show up. Be careful with your body posture. And Tony Robbins said something too that really stuck with me. And it's make the person in front of you feel like they are the most important person that you're going to see that week or that that's year. A, that's, yeah, that's a great, that's a, actually, I should try to remember that one too. Uh, that's a good one because, you know, it is, it, this is such an, an important industry that, that is so linked with, um, with interpersonal skills. And, and given the fact that, um, COVID's happening. And strangely, people are buying houses when a lot of experts out there predicted that they wouldn't be. Uh, I'm still scratching my head on that one. But nevertheless, uh, you know, when you're, when you're talking about performance every single day, um, I guess where I'm going with this is, do you think it's possible to, to develop some, like, some quick daily strategies to get you in the zone, like a checklist of things that you could do? Yeah. And the number three in terms of psychology is very attractive to us. We find it more humorous. We find it more productive. So if you have three things you need to do this morning and three things this afternoon and you get those checked off your list, it will make you feel much more productive and effective. If you had 15 things on your list, even if that's the truth, what are the most important three? So there's some psychology in that too, so that you're always rewarding yourself or feeling that you're being productive. If you overload yourself, that is not good for our mental health. And we're always going to feel like we're falling behind. I completely agree. I mean, I, I had to take a, a, a week off just to de-stress myself uh, through the summer here because it's been, it's been crazy. And, and that's why I have nothing but admiration for our members that are out there. You know, anybody self-employed, quite frankly, but this is the association I'm with. So these guys are top of my list. Uh, and, and ladies too, is it just, you're, you've got to be on every single day. And so I want to talk about 
your journey and and because you you used to be a used to be a vet right or or vet, veterinary technician yeah veterinary technologist yep technology. and i still am technically registered just not practicing anymore okay. Do you know anything about greyhounds because i have a greyhound that is impossible to brush his teeth that's a discussion <laughs> for another day but, actually i was a veterinary dentist so i do know a lot about teeth <laughs> oh i will have that discussion with you later <laughs> but at any rate um you you made that's a quite frankly that's a that's a that's not even a 180. That's like, I don't know how many degrees that the change that is. That's a huge change. What happened? What, what made you do that? Well, I, I definitely was, veterinary was my passion when I was in high school. That's something I wanted to do as well as dentistry. So I was able to do both of those things. But while I was in my 20s as a vet tech, my boss gave me these amazing leadership roles where I was able to fire people, hire people, help her with performance reviews. And that's where I got this passion for human psychology. How do you motivate people? How do you, how do you get them in the right role, find their niche? And that's where I really started to get interested in personality. And 2011, so it was a different job. I was working in the natural resources industry at the time. And my boss had me do my Myers-Briggs. Okay. And that is where I got this. It was an aha moment. And he's the one that led me into entrepreneurship. He became my mentor, told me to go back to business school. And I'm an extrovert. So speaking has always been something I've loved to do. So the professional speaking side of my business came quite natural. And so I was able to combine the two when I went back to business school in 2013. So you, you, similarly, you've, you've had to get out there and build those relationships to get your foot in the door. How do you, what recommendation do you have for somebody who's got a little bit of stage fright? you know, and, 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 and is, is reluctant or, or, because I, I really believe that people are reluctant sometimes not because you can go Myers-Briggs aside. I think that on the sales side, there's the, the fear of rejection can, can really mess with your head. Yes. 92% uh, of my business in the past seven years has come from meeting someone in person, shaking their hand and asking for a coffee. And of course, even though I'm an extrovert, that doesn't mean I'm good at sales. People still get social anxiety when you walk up to a stranger. The way I look at sales, and I combine networking etiquette with sales because I think it's the same thing. It's just developing rapport with people, getting to know who they are at a deeper level. And if business happens to come out of that, great. Maybe I can refer them to somebody they need to talk to or vice versa, but I always look at creating connections. That's my tagline first. And then I don't feel so much pressure. I don't need to sell. If they're interested when they find out what I do, then we can definitely talk further. But I never go in with that mindset. I need to sell today. That's, can I you know, that's, that's, that may be very well be something that, that, that impacts a lot of people is I need to sell today. Um, maybe because their numbers might not be good for that month or they're under a lot of pressure to, to perform. And, and anybody who's been in commission sales knows that you get into slumps, right? Yeah. But anybody who's in commission sales knows that sometimes you get into the opposite of a slump and everything you touch turns to gold. And the difference between the two is how you're feeling that day because I think your confidence just carries you and you just feel you can take on the world. How, how, how does somebody who's now struggling, you know, um, maybe six months ago they were crushing it, right? And now they're struggling. How, how can they bring themselves back to where they need to be? I think uh, I'm a feeler in the Myers-Briggs, so I'm very empathetic-based, very compassionate. But when it comes to business, I always go logic. So logic would state that last year at this time, my sales were lower as well because it's summer. So I start to look at what did last year look like? Is there going to be a better month that comes up? 
And maybe this is my time to relax. Maybe this is my time to start going to those networking events and use this to meet new people. And then as soon as business starts to pick up, I won't have time for networking. So I think to do that is extremely important. That's a great, that's a great point. Jolene, I, another quick question is you're building your business. Did you, do you have like a, a, did you train yourself to do a, I mean, cause I've read, I've read, I've read seven habits of highly effective people. I've read Dale Carnegie years ago. I mean, it's the, it's like the starting point for me as far as I'm concerned. And, and um, how do you, how do you, how do you introduce yourself? How do you meet people for the first time? What do you do? What do you say? So I'll tell you what I used to say and then give you a tip on what you should do versus what you shouldn't do. I was so proud that I was a Myers-Briggs practitioner. I got 99% on my exams and I was so passionate and excited. And I used to tell people that until somebody said to me, nobody knows what that is. I was like, wow, you know, I know the lingo, but not everyone else does. So now, depending, I let the other person talk first because I have four to five elevator pitches at all times in my mind. And then I figure out what their needs are before I tell them what I do. But in general, I would say something like, I help my clients overcome their fears and gain confidence in public speaking and networking skills. So that, that's really, that's, that's good. Networking is the big key though here, isn't it? Yep. Okay. And, and now you know me, I'm, I'm a bit of an odd duck because you know, you've done Myers-Briggs with me and I'm an introvert. Yep. A lot of people listening are going, what? Sean's an introvert? Because they've seen me, you know, with a microphone in my hand or they're hearing me right now, but how can a guy like that be an introvert? And, but I am. Um, and, but it took me years of training my brain to flip that off so I could be on. Um, is, is, there, is, there, uh, is there value in, in role-playing those, uh, those kinds of interactions with people for members just so they can, they can sort of figure out a, a pathway between, you know, because right now, I mean, someone, you never know what, whether, whether someone's going to respond to you the way that you'd like to when you first have that encounter with them. So what kinds of things would you suggest? Most realtors, and I've done the research on this because I've worked a lot in the real estate industry, most realtors are ex extroverts. They're more detail-oriented, they're more logical, and they're planful. The majority of realtors are ESTJ in the Myers-Briggs. Now, there are a lot of introverts as well out there that are in sales roles that have to get out there that are on stages. And I think a lot of people get it mixed up that outgoing means you're extroverted, shy means you're introverted. All it means is you gain energy differently. Extroverts gain energy around others, especially strangers. They'll go to those events and feel fully energized. Introverts are better at networking because they're better listeners. They talk I, less. Yeah, I think you're, you, 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 you know, well, my, my ex-wife might not think I'm a great listener, but, but that being said, I like what you said about gaining energy, right? Because I think there's truth, to, there's a significant amount of truth to that. Like, you know, when I do, a, when I'm training a course or I'm doing, you know, for the new member course, or if I'm training a brokerage or something like that, uh, I am, I'm, I'm trying to lift everybody else up as well. Uh, and, and I, I find that I generate significant energy from the group that I'm working with, but boy, oh boy, when you're at the end of that, it's like, ugh, you know, it's just, <laughs> you feel like you just, you know, run a marathon. Has that been your experience? Oh yeah. And you know, a lot of introverts that I know are public speakers, they're facilitators. They love to be on a stage, but as soon as the performance is done, they're out the back door home, they need a nap, they need time alone to recharge. And as long as you respect that about your personality type and you're willing to try new behaviors, that is the key to get along with anybody. 
uh, entrepreneurship, we brought that up before. I used to be, I am by nature, extremely planful, systematical, methodical. I'd like to know everything that's happening. Well, that doesn't work well in entrepreneurship. So six, seven years ago, I decided to practice the behaviors of spontaneous people which are perceivers in the Myers-Briggs. Emergent, spontaneous. I started saying yes to crazy things that scared me just to get out of my comfort zone. And I've been doing that for eight years. And now I'm mid-zone on a lot of those behaviors. And some of those behaviors have actually shifted over to the spontaneous side. Now, by nature, I'm still planful. But you can't really throw me off my game anymore because I've practiced both sides. That's really interesting. It's almost like you're deliberately putting yourself in a position to force yourself out of that comfort zone so you can adapt. Yep. Um, I find for me that, that um, one-on-one interactions and so forth, I typically don't have any problem with. Um, meeting new members, I don't have any problem with walking into the room when I'm wearing my director of education hat, no problem because I'm speaking authoritatively about what I do for a living. But man, oh man, if, if I have to go to a Christmas party, you know, I'm like cringing and, and, you know, you want to be, you want to be on for that because, you know, for our members, maybe that's a place where they're going to also parties or those kinds of social events um, are where they're going to make those kinds of connections with folks. Uh, We can't shake hands right now. uh, But, but do you think it's a little bit harder for introverts to sort of get their game on? Oh yeah. And they, the problem with, I love working with introverts. I find them fascinating. I study introversion because I'm an extrovert. Sometimes they don't show up to the event because they know it might lose them energy. So some tips that I would give would be to drive yourself so you can leave whenever you want. And with Zoom right now, so easy. You can stay home and attend an event, watch an amazing speaker, network with the group, and then just log off. You don't even have to leave your house. So in essence, Zoom is actually making it a lot easier for introverts to attend these events and these conferences. That's excellent. My wife's an introvert as well. We're like the introvert house of in Briarwood where we live. Um, and, and she's, you know, she's an educator as well. She's living on Zoom, but she's, all, she's even ha- has indicated that before, before COVID, forget it. A lot of people wouldn't even want to have their face on a screen, you know, and, and now that's sort of, really, that's a big thing that's forced people outside of their comfort zone. Do you think yep. that, that we have a big job ahead of us once this is over to, to support people through their mental health? Because I can't see how this isn't going to have an impact. Oh, yeah. And I'm actually certified in change and stress management when it comes to personality type. And we actually flip our personality type under extreme stress. So characteristics that are not natural for us will come to the surface. People might say they're acting uncharacteristically or saying inappropriate things or acting the way we think they shouldn't. And these are all signs. They're red flags that that person is under a great amount of stress. So this is a great time to give people grace. Yeah. And not judge so quickly. Yeah. I think that that's a great, that's a great turn. Give people grace. I love the fact that, that the, the fact that, that we are energized by how, you know, our interactions are um, so, so critically important. And it is hard to, to, because particularly I think for we're social creatures and, and, and because of COVID we've, we've sort of been closed off from that. Um, for our members that are out there every single day, you know, pound the payment, you know, making those new, uh, relationships with folks and taking care of them. I, I like to think, and I, I often tell our members, you know, that I work with when they're, when they're feeling down about their role or they're not having a good, they're not in a good place. I just say, what are you about? Well, I, I sell, I sell properties. I said, no, you don't sell properties. You find people homes 
And that's a fundamental yes. difference because it's home where we spend, like when you're sick, where do you want to be? You want to go home, right? Mind you right now with COVID, a lot of people want to be away from home, but <laughs> you, you see where I'm going with this. Um, as, as we move forward through this, uh, I think there's going to be a lot more room for the association to start doing some uh, learning events and educational events where we can focus on things like mindset. Um, for the time being, we're going to be doing everything virtually uh, until we get the all clear from the, the health authorities that it's safe to have 200 people in the auditorium again. Um, but uh, would you be interested as we move forward in the fall, we're going to be doing some lunchtime learning sessions and stuff to, to maybe give some clinics and give some hints and tips to some of our members? Absolutely. You can pick the topic and I can create an entire workshop for you. Excellent. And if anybody wants to get some ideas on how they can manage their stress or manage uh, their mindset through this whole thing, how can they reach you? JoleneWatson.com is my website and I am an extrovert. So I'm always good with the phone too. So 306-220-0739. And I'm open to all forms of communication and a virtual or in-person coffee. Jolene, this has been awesome. I just, I, people can't see you right now because we're on Zoom and I'm recording this and you're grinning from ear to ear and you're always grinning from ear to ear and that lightens up the room. And I think that's one of the things that, that, that uh, um, really helps people feel more comfortable when they're meeting people for the first time. I'm going to practice smiling this for the rest of the day. Thanks so much for this, Jolene. You're most welcome. Have an amazing weekend. Thank you very much. Thank you.